Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The devil is, as always, in the details. What Congress actually agreed to in that budget deal Friday night, if anybody really knows. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Reputation.com, monitoring, protecting, and improving reputations online while deleting personal data from the Internet. Reputation.com. And by CSX, transporting 2 billion pounds of goods to market by train and working to help move the economy forward. CSX, how tomorrow moves. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on this Monday, everybody. It's the 11th of April today. And one can imagine a scene in the United States Capitol building late last Friday night that goes something like this. Everybody's tired. They're hungry. They're sick of looking at each other. They just want to go home. And they've got a budget deal in principle. So they say to each other, listen, what do you think? Let's just announce there won't be a government shutdown and figure out the details later. Funny thing is, that's pretty much the way it played out. The deal was cut, everybody went home, and now the government's running on yet another temporary extension, this one good, till Thursday night, when the House and Senate are supposed to finalize this year's budget. So staffers are working overtime on the details of that figure-out-the-details-later part thing. Washington Bureau Chief John Dimsdale has more now on where the $38.5 billion worth of cuts is likely to come from. Big cuts are coming this year, $13 billion worth in labor, education, and health care. The health reform program to set up state insurance cooperatives will be cut in half. Foreign aid takes a hit. So will highway construction projects. Although Steve Ellis at Taxpayers for Common Sense says most of those projects were orphan earmarks and are easy to get rid of. Things that were earmarked for projects, even sometimes more than a decade ago, that they can't spend the money. Either the sponsor doesn't want it anymore because it's too expensive or the underlying facts have changed. And so that's about $685 million that they're able to rescind right off the top. It's also fairly easy to slash a billion and a half dollars worth of high-speed rail grants since some states didn't want them anyway. Farm crop insurance is also on the chopping block. Andy LaPerrier, who follows the budget for the International Strategy and Investment Group, says negotiators are trying to spread the pain. It looks like there's a wide variety of programs that are taking small hits rather than a few programs bearing the brunt of it. Spending increases for the military will be slowed by the budget compromise. The whole deal could fall through when it comes to the House and Senate floors later this week. But in the end, LaPerrier expects rank-and-file lawmakers to back up their leaders. And it's also a pretty high threshold for one side to be seen as walking away from the deal at this point. That's going to be a very difficult thing to explain. You know, you have this deal. Why are you trying to get out of it? In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. And we go on to round two of the great budget fight of 2011. That would be the debt ceiling. Washington is soon going to reach its legal borrowing limit of $14.3 trillion. Some Republicans don't want to raise that cap. Wall Street says they have to do it. America's biggest banks and even the manager of your 401k holds wads of treasury bonds, the ones that would be defaulted on if the limit's not raised. So the likes of J.P. Morgan Chase and others are trying to figure out how to save their businesses if the government won't pay. Our New York Bureau Chief Heidi Moore reports. 
The U.S. Treasury, for all of its flaws, has never been a deadbeat. That's why investors buy Treasury bonds. But if Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling, the Treasury won't be able to pay its bills, and the shockwaves could hit every bank and business in the world. Here's Robert Tipp from Prudential Financial. The debt ceiling is far more important than the budget showdown that we saw this past week. J.P. Morgan Chase is one bank that's putting together a plan to prepare for what happens if the U.S. defaults. Terry Belton is the fixed income strategist there. He says worried investors are already forcing the government to pay more to borrow from them. Foreign investors.